everyone. I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve. And this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. I'm not going to play guitar this time. Hmm. How often do we actually do everything this in the intro? Every now buying, and then we get around to some of it. I do buy semi-frequently, I guess. Buying, Anyways, selling. This first ad was sent to us by Craig Breslin. Yeah. It is for a Boss TU2 chromatic tuner. It's $145. It was originally $850. That's an 83% price drop, Steve. I did wow. that math in my head. Are you impressed? You did not do that math in your head. Is that really the value? Yeah. This, this it's re- an 83% price drop. This makes me think of... Uh, wait, is it... Oh, <laughs> It says on the reverb <laughs> that made me think of the office where it's like Kevin is like super good at math, but only if it involves pies. <laughs> like Kevin, if it's you know some ridiculous number of pies and you need to divide it by twelve people, how many pies does each person get? And he's like, no, no, no. it's like Kevin, if I give you this and it's like dollars, he's like, how much does you? And he's like, hold on. <laughs> True story, no bis. Bruno Mars left this behind while playing at Met Gala's after party in 2012. Long story short, I worked in the restaurant industry with a few friends, and he performed to the staff after the event. He was the guest of honor. After he left, my one buddy discovered that he left behind that he left this behind while playing in the one back room. It's There's a, little, a lot of ones involved here. Uh, it's a little rough looking, but it's 100% working. It's got some history. Theory. I'm thinking he rented this pedal from SIR New York uh, for the Met Gala performance. See pictures. There's only two pictures. Yeah, we're just looking at the pictures of the pedal. Am I missing what is about these pictures that makes anyone think that these came from SIR? I have no idea. Was Bruno Mars a thing in 2012? uh, Yeah. That was a long time ago. No, I, I think he was. Steve, we weren't a thing in 2012. That's true. We were not. A I refuse to believe that Bruno Mars has been famous longer than us, Steve. <laughs> Here it is. I'm looking what at was this it? picture. Oh, it says on the side, SIR New York. Uh, and it says number 50. Oh, okay. So it is a rental unit of some kind. Yeah, it's a tuner number 50. They've got at least 50 of these things that they're renting out to the people. I want to find out... When Bruno Mars became oh famous. weird, I was that's what I was doing. Oh, well, what, I mean, Bruno he, Mars played Elvis in learned? a movie. Uh, Bruno Mars came to fame in 2010 uh, with the release of Success. With uh, he was a feature on uh, the song "Nothing on You" by Bob and "Billionaire" by Travis McCoy from the band June Class Heroes. Uh huh. And then um, that was also the same year he dropped his first album and had a bunch of things. And then. He was best male pop vocal performance by, uh, in that year, 2010. Uh, he was on the Twilight soundtrack for Breaking Dawn Part 1 in 2011. Oh, that's where I know him from. Oh, Twilight? <laughs> I'm joking. You know, I, I got to say, like, this is not the topic, but if we ever talk about, like, bang and movie soundtracks... Like as about banging the movie soundtracks, dumb, dumb as the Twilight films are. Like the people who put together the music for them were hitting, like, were like checking all the. Basically, they I, were hitting. They were checking. Basically, basically. Here we go. Uh, I think one of the more acclaimed recent films for soundtrack is that. I, that I see. I brought up a lot is Garden State. 
Okay. Because it's like all these like You finally landed on something. Yeah, it's all these like indie indie bands and whatever. Sure, sure. But I feel like all the, that was such a sucky the movie. Twilight sound I've never actually seen the whole thing. I fell I always fall asleep. Boring and stupid. Um but uh is that um the Twilight films have like though that level of soundtrack where it's like it's all just like just, just current bangers. Dropping bangers, but it's not like you'd, everything. You'd slaps. think you'd think that stuff is all lit AF is what you'd say. Everything slaps. Hey, slap, slap, like, slap, like on this video. Crush, subscribe. <laughs> Crush, subscribe. Smash, subscribe. Devastate the bell. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, how much would you pay? You know, since this is true story, no BS. I mean, it's not signed by him or anything like that. It's like. It's not like this is the secret to his tone or anything. I want to say that this is worth what a normal TU2 is worth, right? I think it's worth less than that because it's got the SIR scraped into the side yeah, of it. Yeah, you feel like you got something stolen because it wasn't ever returned to the rental place. I'm saying $45. And Mr. Mars was probably just like, you know what? I don't have time to return it. It's like that Blockbuster video that I'm never going to return. And maybe someday they'll go out of business. You know? I'm trying to find something generic in here to compare it to because I want something tangible to rub my hands all over. Yeah, me too. But I was just thinking like, oh, yeah, uh, hey, Ryan, you see this? You see this this Boss DS1? I'll sell it to you for $1,000. I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who said that he found this DS1 at a party where Kurt Cobain did a solo performance in 1991. There was some guy trying to sell a grunge pedal. That he claimed, oh right, Kurt Cobain threw into the audience, like because he hated it so much that he like chucked it into the crowd. And I feel like stories like this come from someone telling tall tales to their friends, like, and I'll give this to you after they told a tall tale, and that friend has no choice but to believe it and to feel like they have something special, and finally they're in a place of need in their life, and they're like, I'm going to cash in, I'm going to sell that thing of great value that I own that was once handled by someone famous, and by way of being handled by someone famous, it is now famous as well. That's how it works. It is worth so much. I honestly don't think this is worth anything more than I would agree with you on that, Ryan. And that's not me dissing on Bruno Mars. I'm sure he's very talented. I'm sure he's very famous and lots of people care about him. And if he sold a guitar or a pedal that he used as a key component in his tone Mm -hmm. and it was being sold by him through either an auction house or like a reverb listing or something like that, you'd be like, hey, I'm Mm -hmm. Bruno Mars. I'm selling my stuff. Someone would pay more for it. They might even pay $145, $850. I don't think so. I don't think there's a chance of that. That is ridiculous. I don't think I would. No, I wouldn't be. I'm okay. T- okay. I'm telling okay. you, man. Okay. There's very, hold on, hold there's on. very few artists in the world who could sell a TU2 for $850. Like if Stevie or Ray Vaughan had lived long enough to experience the joy that is the TU2, he would be able to sell his TU2. Right. For an extravagant amount of money. Or someone else would be able to sell it for him after his passing. Um, if Jimi Hendrix had a TU2, his TU2 would go for a lot of money. If Joe Bonamassa sure. sold his current TU2, he could probably get 
thousands of dollars. But you know, he'd have to. There'd have to be like a COA involved. There'd have to be you know. And then after he sold it, he would write a big Instagram post about how he much he hated the TU2. Oh my gosh! (laughs) After selling it to some fan for thousands of dollars. All right, Ryan. This is all. This is all I'm saying. Bruno Mars Twilight soundtrack. The joy formidable Angus and Julia Stone, Bruno Mars, Sleeping at Last, The Features, Christina Perry, not a fan. I have not recognized Really? The Bell Brigade? Noisettes? No. no. Uh, Iron and Wine? Everyone knows. I have heard them. Yeah. I I couldn't tell you. Oh, Flightless Bird, American Mouth. Great. I don't know anything about it. Aqualung? Aqualung is on there? Aqualung? Not Aqualung. The song is a band? Not the song. It's a band. Okay. No idea. No? All right. Hardfi? Why is Jethro Tull famous? Flute. Gotta have that flute. All songs are creepy and weird. I actually don't know. I think Aqualung is the only Jethro Tull song I've heard. It's the only Jethro Tull song anyone's heard. All right. This next, uh, what's new, Ryan? Uh, I went to another show a while back. I went to that Manor Astro Man show, and there's actually details about it that I think you would enjoy. Oh, yeah? Um, I mean, it's been common knowledge for a long time how how wacky the bassist bass is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the picture I posted to Instagram, but uh, he's... I did, but I don't remember. He's got this rebuilt uh, Dan Electro Longhorn, and I didn't ha- get a picture of the front of it. I'm sure you could find it with easy browsing, but you can see that the body is super long and weird. Yeah, yeah. So on the front... I don't think I realized that was a Longhorn because it's so... Long and weird. Long and weird. And so anyways, it, he's built in because they they incorporate samples into the intros and their songs and stuff like that little clips from sci-fi movies and Uh stuff he's got a gigantic touchscreen sample bay on mounted into the bass guitar so he controls the samples live from his guitar also this was really fun they're known for like kind of their stage dressing and like different gimmicks they do throughout the show and whatnot and they used to play one of their songs through a dot matrix printer and stuff like that. Uh, what they're doing now, which was a lot of fun, is they had they had these strings hung up over the stage and out into the audience, uh-huh. each with like a circuit board hanging off of them. Like I'm talking like probably 150 circuit boards, like this size, yeah, and this wide, like two two by one, two inches by one inch. They had LEDs mounted into them. And these LEDs would flash various colors and were all controlled by radio frequency. So they have some sort of radio controller sending signals to all like 100 whatnot of these circuit boards hanging from the ceiling to synchronize like this light show as they're playing. And then they sell the circuit boards to the audience as merch at the end of it. So if you go to a Manor Astroman show, you can bring your circuit board with you and it'll become part of the light show. I'm very confused about I've just been looking at this bass since you mentioned it, but I'm finding two different bass players who are not Show me what you're finding. I'm finding a lot of pictures oh, she of play, this lady. She, no, she plays guitar most of the time and then on some of the songs they, oh, okay. she swaps to bass. Cuz then I found like a, a you know a bunch of pictures of of uh like this dude not playing this bass, right? But playing the blue one, which is the one you took a picture of. And now I understand why you know seeing the front of it, 
you got to throw up a picture of this thing. Yeah, yeah. Why I don't recognize it as a longhorn. I thought like, oh, why are the horns so small? It's, it's because the body, the body is, is so big. Yeah. That's weird. But it was a great show. I'm so glad I went and saw them. Cool, I, man. It's a band that I've been listening to for over two decades now. And I finally get to yeah. see them live. Yeah. Uh, I, I need to get out of the house more. I need to go see more shows. So if you guys know about shows that are coming to my town, to San Diego, let me know, and uh, maybe I'll make an effort to go see them. My Especially town. if they're uh, you know, kind of like surf rock or surf rock adjacent, I'll definitely make an effort. And that's been something kind of wild about going to the Surfer Jet show and then Man or Astro Man is that you know, a big part of my experience of going to shows for most of my life is that I don't know anyone who likes the bands that I like. So I end up going alone. I stand in the back or on the side, and I don't know anyone. Right. But now I know all these people. I know people via the guitar industry. Mm-hmm. I know people via being in bands and stuff. Right. And so both shows I've walked in and be like, oh, hey, there's like three or four people I know here. Cool. It's been weird. I feel like I'm a scenester in my old Rain age. You're strange. <laughs> you have anything new, Steve? No, I don't. Boring. I know. Steve, you're so boring. I'm the Worst. Loser. You want to tell us about the sponsors? Yeah, this week's first sponsor is Sweetwater. Head on over to Sweetwater.com. September is guitar month. For the entire month of September, Sweetwater is rolling out incredible exclusives like the Fender Custom Shop GT11 Strats and Tellies. And the Walrus, this is really cool. It's a Deep Six Voyager combo pedal. That's pretty cool. Uh, they've got And they do incredible art on those combo pedals. Like, yeah, they've got some big oof. deals on a bunch of gear some of the stuff from way huge they're throwing in free backpacks with some of the line six helixes even if you're listening to this months years centuries after this episode aired you should go to sweetwater get on their mailing list so you can find out about this stuff yeah go do it also if you haven't watched it yet go check out their guinness world record breaking series of videos where they set the record for the world's largest pedal board did you watch that video when they get to the end and they turn it all on 309 i dude that song the song that rob scallon does i kind of want to know if there's a way i can just download that song because i think i would listen to it on a regular basis with all the pedals going with like the back end of that song just sounds like something i want to fall asleep to it's it sounded like a billion demons screaming from the pits no, of hell. No, that sounded like it Steve just sounded, loved it. sounded like outer space. My main criticism for it is that you've got all those pedals making all that noise. I mean, it was funny that they put an acoustic simulator at the end. It is. That is funny. But I think it would be more usable to put something like a tremolo. To just get a hard chop right. that you can control on the end. At the very end. Or like a boss slicer. Ooh, that would have been cool. Do some patterns and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the end of the chain is the most important part of a humongous, ridiculous stunt pedal board like that. Because that's where you can really control like a wah at the end, a slicer or a tremolo, and that's it and you can control maybe a pitch shifter at the end so you can right put, like a, a whammy so you can control the pitch and before a wall mm-hmm. and before a tremolo and just affect that giant wall of noise well you, you know want. ryan in a couple of years if you have more than 3.2 million subscribers like rob does maybe you can go back to sweet and be like you know what i don't think rob's board was big enough you need to do another one with we need me to go, we need to go and we need to put a whammy at the end we need to go bigger and then after you set the record, you can go whammy. 
I'm going to go for world's smallest pedal board. I'm going to commission uh, Nanotronic to make some pedals that only exist underneath a micro- <laughs> microscope. Some of their nanotech, you know? It'll be like I, I th- don't... three pedals. It'll be powered by like the heart of a cricket or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. And they'll have to make a right. tiny little cable adapter to plug a quarter inch into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course one's going to be a tube screamer. Yep. This week's also sponsored by Wrist Grips. That's wrist-grips.com. Grip your wrist! Uh, if you're ever uh, <laughs> concerned when you're playing, practicing, maybe your practice sessions are a little limited because you have wrist pain from repetitive stress injuries, um, go check out Wrist Grips. Uh, these... These supports for your wrists, they basically, they give you support. They're going to increase the blood flow to your wrist. They're going to basically aid in compression. They're going to help you with those repetitive stress injuries. So you can go longer. You can get in those long playing sessions that yeah. you want to get in. Go they're longer. Gonna, play harder. They're going to give you wrist increase stabilization. Your form. Yeah, they're going to give you help you get better form. Uh, it's one size fits all. It's 100% cotton. They're durable. They're vegan. Yeah. Are you suffering from a lifetime of poor form punk rock playing where you just wrap your whole arm around the base neck because you've just been hanging around your ankles you got to fix that with some wrist grips i've actually gotten a lot of use out of them because some days i spend a lot of like time just like crunching data at work Mm -hmm. so i'm just and then when i get home i want to play guitar and i'm just like my wrists are all torn up from what do i do with these from mousing all day what do i do with these disfigured claws at the end of my arms Oh, I'll wrist grip them. Now I can play bass. There we go. So uh, head to wrist grips. Um, if you want to pick one up and get a little discount, use the code 60cycle15. They also work for guitar and mandolin. And bass. Any of your stringed instruments, drums, maybe keyboards. I don't know. All right. This topic was sent to us by Emily. Yeah. Thanks, Emily. Where did my picture of it go? You took a picture of it? I did. It's disappeared. There it is. I found it. Uh, how to be unpopular in the guitar world. I mean, I think a lot of people do this very easily. Yeah, just suck. Yeah, suck. Well, no, I mean, I think you can be popular and still suck. That's true. And you can be unpopular. And I think you can be unpop. I think you can be popular and be mean. In order to be unpopular. Or real, just a real... Poopy face. In un- if in order to be unpopular, don't you first have to be popular enough to be known by enough people Ooh, to find you that unpopular? Is a paradox. Like for example, the band Metallica. How would anyone know you're unpopular unless you were, were already popular. first popular? This is a conundrum. Like by becoming universally unpopular, you are also becoming well known. Mm-hmm. Which makes you popular? Just not liked. Yeah. So maybe instead of unpopular, we should be focused on unliked. How do you become unliked in the guitar world? Um, to well, avoid I mean, I think, there, I think there is a factor there of like, if you build up a reputation um, and then you, uh, and then all of a sudden you like do something that is seen as like betraying your fan base. If you steal from people? That yeah. make you unpopular? If you're just taking memes from like other people's Instagram accounts and then slapping your own logo on it, that could make, that you, can unpopular. make you unpopular. What I was actually thinking of as I said that, probably because I said the Who word, was doing that? Uh, some some store. 
It's actually like a That's store. Right. Yeah, it was like a retailer. That was um, weird. Actually, this tri- and they were defensive and weird about this it. This triggered in my mind because I said the word reputation, um, but like people are coming out, um, and it's like a couple examples. One of a former country music artist and the other a current country music Here artist. We go deep dirt. Um, is uh, like. People are saying like, oh, Taylor Swift is betraying her fan base by doing like a pop record. And now she's like even more betraying her fan base because she's getting political and saying that, hey, guys, it's okay to be gay. And it's like, oh, she's from Nashville. How can she actually she's from Pennsylvania? But anyway, (laughs) is she Dutch? (laughs) I don't think so. Hmm. Um, That's controversial. But it's like about those Pennsylvania Dutch. But there's like people who are now saying like, oh, she's. She asked for an equal rights amendment, and Trump said no. So now no Republicans are going to buy the new Taylor Swift record. So that's how you become unpopular. <laughs> so there's out, Steve. Get your coffee. There's out. also a thing with like with Casey Musgraves, who is also name. I've there's also you'll, you never should, heard. You should learn about Casey Musgraves okay. because she's great. Um, and uh, so she's also a country music artist who also recently came out. I want to say she came out against the Second Amendment, amendment but at Lollapalooza, um, she she wants that Second Amendment Amendment two point uh, At Lollapalooza, which occurred like the same, I think it was like the weekend after the El Paso shooting, uh-huh. and possibly I don't remember if it was before or after. Um, there was the El Paso shooting and there was another shooting like the same week or like a week and a half later. I don't remember if Lollapalooza happened in the middle or after that event. Doesn't I guess it doesn't really matter. The point is like she got up on stage and was like was ba- got up you know she's doing her concert in the middle of her concert she's like introing the song and she's like by the way like you know I want to have a moment of silence for these people or whatever like she said something about it and then she she says you know, we got all these people that we elect to the government that we pay all this money to and da 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 da. But when the fuck is anybody going to actually do anything? And she didn't even really like take a side. Right. You know, there's an impl- I think there's an impl- implication of side there, but right, she didn't right. actually really take a stance. She said, when is somebody going to actually do anything? I have to remember to, um, s- to censor you, Steve. How dare you? Is he going to be a cat meow? <laughs> um,. Censor Steve for the entire episode. Underline it. Just delete my track. <laughs> um, but anyway, like there were people who were like coming out and be like, "Oh, she just ruined her career by being political." And then there were people who were even like, "She just ruined her reputation with all with country music because she's well, that's no for a genre of music. She's that's no not- longer." Well, the funny thing about it is like, I think it's like her first album. She basically says like you know do whatever you want smoke weed if you want don't smoke weed if you want like from the beginning of her career she's been like kind of like this 70s country throwback like of, sure. of like country pop but also like very heavy Sounds on like she's like been the, hanging out with Willie Nelson there's definitely like a heavy like do your own thing whatever right. i'm just trailer trash it's all going to be okay kind of thing um, you just wanted to talk about this. Girl. I just want to talk about Casey Musgraves. It's, you were going to talk about her no matter what the topic. That was. is not true. I just, you know, again, we we're talking about like how to be unpopular. It's like first you be popular, right, and then you do something that people perceive as like it's like being away. infamous. But then, does that make you more popular with other people or infamous? Infamous. 
Would you rather be famous or infamous? How, what would we need to do to make ourselves disliked in the guitar community? Well, first we'd have to be liked in the guitar community. I think we're pretty well liked at this point, Steve. We're pretty likable guys, if you haven't noticed. I mean, we've got, wait, we, we're past the point where we get to act like we're small potatoes. We're medium potatoes. Medium potatoes. At least. <laughs> we're big enough to be baked potatoes. Okay? I'm just saying it. We're not your little like boiled potatoes on the side. We're baked potatoes. Right, right. I think we're maybe like a, a Yukon Gold, if but not we, a Russet. If we did something crappy that made us hateable, it would get spread around. What would we have to do? But the thing is, is is that like bad press? You know, we well talk- it depends on what it is. Is like do do we smash another guitar? Is that kind of bad, or is it like do we? Like, I think we'd have to burn a guitar and then, like, but also do it as if it was like a whole satanic ritual. I'm not at the even same time. evil enough to think of something bad that we could do. That's because most people who do something that makes them unpopular, I think they do it, they either do it as part of their natural routine and it was just finally caught on film because they're like, sure, real life douches. Because we're not, we're not bad dudes behind the scenes. So we're yeah, not, gonna you do, know, well, not any worse than any regular dudes, but, uh, <laughs> I've never raped anyone. Wow. You just went for it. What about you, Steve? I mean, I would also agree that I have not done that, but I didn't that's pretty say, all I in. didn't say that you hadn't done it. You're saying that you agree with me that you hadn't done it. I'm S- saying I've, Steve, have you- I agree that we are not bad dudes because neither of us have raped anybody. Neither of us have raped anyone. But if that is your threshold for what makes somebody a bad dude. I've never murdered anyone, even if they deserved it. Have you had the opportunity to murder anyone? We all have. You see someone on the edge of a rail on the top of a tall building, you could murder that person in that moment. You're driving down the road. You could swerve real hard and murder someone, (sighs) manslaughter them in that moment. We've all had the opportunity to kill Steve, but we haven't because we're civilized human beings. Or do we just fear permanent imprisonment? What's the worst thing we could do as a podcast? We got in big trouble with people when we accidentally interviewed Mason from Vertex. Mm-hmm. And people jumped to the conclusion that it was all staged and we were paid off. And it right. wasn't, wasn't exactly what as presented as, which is exactly what happened. We, I think we'd have to have we some... Were, we got sidelined because we didn't remember who the dude was until mid I think we would have to have something along those lines. Like something where we clearly sold out. Where but it's like, like, yeah. But it's it, clear that we've been paid money to say something favorable about something unfavorable. Right. It would... Unsavory. What we would have had to have done is like a year or whatever ago, when KHDK became a thing, we would have had to sit down with Kurt Hammett and done the whole thing and then it come out afterwards that we all when he's like yeah like i you know i just thought it was about time that like a real guitar player like that you know this is finally a company like where pedals are being made by a guitar player and we would have just been like oh that's that's very clever kurt good good point i don't know a single guitar player kurt or kirk it's kurt Kurt. i I thought it was kurt i thought it was Kirk. kirk it's kirk kirk you're, that's that's very insightful, Kirk Hammett. You are the first guitar player to own a pedal board. And underneath the table, he's like 20s, 20s. Or 20s. like... Hundos, 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 hundos. I mean, hundos. I want those hundos. Benny, 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 Benny. Oh, wait, that's benzodiazepine. Never mind. 
Steve is slipping me bennies over here. What if we just did a episode of the podcast where we're in the middle of the show? We just like, I mean, if we we if, did a podcast marathon and everyone's like, oh man, this is going to be super cool. Ryan and Steve are going to podcast live on YouTube for 24 hours. But then in the middle of it, we start getting like really tired and we just start snorting bumps of cocaine. Would that make us unpopular? Well, I think there's certain things where it would like make us unpopular with the audience that we've worked really hard to build because they uh, value that we have the same values as them in a right. lot of ways. If we did like a high, or like a hard, like left turn into being like your old style guitar culture misogynist dickheads, right? That would definitely make us really. Like, oh man, you check out the. Oh man, I gotta get all the pussy melter melter pedals. They're that so, would definitely that's so funny. All these snowflakes just all. Upset about yeah. this pussy melter pedal. Oh man. Oh, oh unbelievable. Like if we if we went hard into like that like culture and like just changed who we are because we thought it would get us like a bigger audience, which it probably would. Yeah, it might. It definitely might. It probably would if we if we dipped our toes into that old school like boomer guitar culture. We would probably be able to grow the show a lot more. Yeah. I mean, you showed me like that one channel, that, but we would lose the vast majority. Well, of we'd lose the people that we the would audience that we foster. We'd want to be. We, we'd lose the people that we want to be popular with, but we'd gain people that we previously did not want to be popular with. We, I think, which which one of those groups has more money? I think it would be a bad move no matter what because I think the industry has moved so far away from that. Yeah, we might, I think we'd we probably would, lose all of our current sponsors. We would. We would get we would gain like a larger audience, but it would be much harder to find sponsors. Probably could get a get a sponsorship with Four Loco. There's a few guitar brands out there that would sponsor that sort of thing. Yeah. And they probably yeah. are sponsoring that sort of thing right now. Um Hard Luck Kings. Hard luck kings, for sure. I don't know who else. Dean, Dean. I don't know Dean. Dean's they've kind of backed off. All mellowed that. out a lot. Yeah, yeah. Way to mellow out, Dean. Yeah. Good job. I mean, it's hard to think about what we could do that would piss people off. Other, if we stole a bunch of money from the industry, like, hey, send us all these pedals to demo, and then I just never did it, but I sent out invoices and kept all the money. Like, we would become very unpopular in that scene. Yeah, we could, there's a million ways. I'm we trying could to think of like what company, like what company we could burn the hardest. Yeah, or like what if we just like did an episode where like we just started pulling sp- companies off that we that had sponsored us before, and we're like, hey guys, you th- I know you saw the demo where we made this sound really good, but it doesn't really sound. And then you just started like dialing in, not even dialing in bad sounds, like. Just playing like metal zone sounds over right, like right. every pedal, or like this this a couple weeks this ago, pedal sucks. I, a couple weeks ago, I talked about being insecure about like selling pedals mm-hmm. and people knowing that it's from me because I don't want people to think that I'm selling them because I don't like the pedals. I just need right. to stuff and make room. Like I could be a real dickhead and be like, "Oh yeah, I sold this because I think it sucks. I don't want it anymore. Why would I want this sucky pedal? Like that would be bad. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way." I like everything, really. That's my problem is I like most stuff, almost all stuff. I mean, I think really like the thing that we would do to be that would also be like unpopular is like if we just sold everything and then went back to like having no stage studio stuff. People are like, oh, man, you guys sold all that stuff from, you know, 
all that, whatever, whatever, like all those things that you bought with the inner circle money. Like, so what do you, what's, you must have something really big in plan. Like, yeah, guys, we're flying ourselves to Hawaii. Oh, is there a big guitar thing in Hawaii? We're no, retiring. We just want to go to Hawaii. We're retiring on $1,200 split between us. Suck it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe someday we'll find out what it takes to make people mad at us. What do you think? Like a, a normal? I, mean, I think there's always people mad at a us. A normal, yeah, but those just are not you know a rare person. What do you think? Like the normal, like everyday guitarist could do to get people mad at them to make them unliked. Be like general. a bad local musician. Be like a yeah. you know, be that guy who shows up to like the blues jam and like starts playing van halen riffs off on you know the on top of a 12 bar blues or like plays a local show and throws a fit about not getting the cut he wants of the door yeah even though like three touring bands played i mean and he brought no one you know now we're venturing into tone jerks territory but do they do that well (laughs) no because they talk (laughs) about how like um and like a lot like the the People who play a lot of local shows uh, tend to get it more. Um, and actually, I think uh, Mike Adams, When I don't know if it was when we had him on or maybe it was something he just posted on Instagram not too long ago, uh, talked about it. It's like, you know, so if you're in the local scene, like if you're doing the local bar circuit or whatever, like supporting the scene isn't just like bringing people to the show. Supporting the scene is bringing people to the show who will hang out all night yeah. and like... Otherwise, you're not supporting the scene. You're just supporting yourself. Exactly. And, and you know, like, I, I get, like, that there is a goal in that. But, you know, this was a thing that we experienced a lot in, in bands that we played in because we played a lot of all-ages shows uh, as adults. And what happens at all-ages shows is you, you have the band that's coming out of the local high school. They get half the high school to show up. Because they they literally will like, oh, yeah, doors open at 7. We're going to play 8.30. So all of their friends cram in at 8.15 stay for the 8.30 to 9 o'clock set, and they're all gone by 9.15. And even the band goes with them. They all go hang out at yeah. Denny's. And so, like, a big thing is, like, if you're in your local scene, like, don't be the band that never hangs out to see the other band. Yeah. Don't be the band that's, you know, outside taking a smoke break until five minutes before you're, you're set to go I mean, on. It's okay to go outside, but, like, be It's present. okay to go outside and, like, take a smoke break. I'm saying, like, if you got an... If you're supposed to... If, you're not allowed to smoke indoors here, Steve. Dude, yeah, I get it. But I'm saying, like, if you got the 10 o'clock slot, don't load all your gear in at 8. They used to call me the 10 o'clock slot. Oh, my gosh. Load your gear in at, like, you know, 8. Go stand outside from 8.30 to 9.55 and then come in. Right, right. Play your set and then go home. Yeah, yeah. That's how you don't Stick around just to get your cut of the door. Yeah, yeah. Boo. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways you could be a jerk make people make people hate you. Whatever. I don't know. What's what's what do you think? Kick a kick a puppy. Steal on YouTube. That's how we're going to become popular on YouTube. Is steal a guitar, kick a puppy. Steal guitar from a child, then smash it. It's like worse than not giving it. to Don't even steal the guitar. Just like goes instead of standing outside a guitar center and giving a kid a guitar. Stand outside a guitar center, and as soon as a kid comes out of guitar center with a guitar, rip it out of his hands and smash it. That's going to be tough because usually when they're coming out of Guitar Center, it's in a big box. Just so get, you've got to unbox it in front of them. Just unbox it. Big knife. Bring a big knife with you. Don't Nate Burnecker yourself. Or anyone um, else. 
Yeah, if you Nate Burnett or anybody else, you're going to prison. For people who don't aren't in on the inside joke, Nate Burnecker sliced his hand wide open unboxing a video on another podcast uh, Facebook group. It's it's funny. Trust this us. This ad was sent to us from Paul Pennington. Yeah, it's a parts caster, 22 fret neck, flat radius fingerboard, jumbo frets. Finish is stripped on back of neck, very smooth. Jeffis bridge and Jeffis Cluson style tuners. Dragonfire Crusader humbucker with kill switch installed in jack cup. Was told body was a rolling ready strap body. Not sure though. $200 or reasonable offer. The thing that I think is interesting about this uh, uh, is some sort of cheap strap knockoff. Look mm-hmm. at the, the shape of the neck heel. It's flat like a Telecaster. Yeah. So this might have a Telecaster neck on it. It's not a strap neck. We don't Weird. see that. We don't see the headstock at all. So there's no way to actually know. But the thing that's interesting, excuse me, I just had a carny soda fries burp. Um, they've mounted the strat uh, jack plate in backwards, mm-hmm. and then put a kill switch into that. Yeah, and then drilled an extra hole for the output jack on the corner of the guitar, where it's not unusual for an output jack. Yeah, to that's be. a nice spot for an output. So jack. I'm wondering, is that functional let me grab my strat real quick i think it could be functional i think it depends on how you're using it but like i'm thinking about where that's positioned well i'm not thinking that you would use it like that i'm thinking you would use it like this you're holding the guitar like this now you put your hand right here and you're going like this and you're hitting that button with your thumb yeah now it just looks like i'm jacking it under the table so well you were earlier (laughs) <laughs> now you're like yeah I guess it makes sense see I've got a guitar with a kill switch though and I like it up here because then I'm strumming and I'm like I don't have to move down here and also like complicating it with having to get into that strat cup seems like more trouble to me you know you can flip these things inside out that's what you should have done he should have flipped it inside out so the yeah. button's like sticking out. Exactly. So it's I like sticking. this. And you can like double tap. Yeah, I like to, I like it to be out here. I think he should have flipped it so that yeah, it would have been sticking out instead of having to jam your thumb into a hole. These aren't wrong notes, Ryan. It's jazz. That's jazz. That's actually some decent playing from you, Steve. Yeah, until I played the wrong notes. Yeah, I think this is really cool. That that mount position is is kind of weird, but you know, this might not be a, the worst uh, for two hundred bucks. I mean, I guess it's all GFS parts. I kind of want to try. I mean, I'd have to use a different kind of kill switch than I'm using on that that uh, Mustang, but I kind of want to try my idea of flipping one inside out now. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures, and I don't really know how you could determine whether or not this is a roll and ready strap body wouldn't it be like have a bunch of extra routing underneath yeah I, underneath I think. the guard um but like you're not going to do you're not going to turn this into a, a roll and oh you know what that might be actually i wonder if the wow words hello you can do it steve that might be uh why this would have been routed for a lower jack is that would have been where the uh midi yeah, cable would have been maybe I don't know. Seems pretty cool. You ready to sponsor this up? Yeah, sponsored up, Steve. Uh, this Make next that money sponsor is ChaseBlissAudio.com. Chase Bliss Audio makes pedals more creative than you are. Whether it is a drive, a 
od what else? i'm dumb a fuzz a drive i always get like a really nice EQ, riff going a reverb delays for days chorus tremolo chase plus audio Vibrato. has a pedal for you go check them out chase plus audio.com uh they're at their core they're great sounding pedals but what they can do beyond that is so much more they've got knobs and switches that basically allow you to control like every function of the pedal including a bunch a bank of dip are they dip switches switches. that's what they're called dip switches that allow you to align an expression pedal to control like every parameter on the pedal does it do it on the you can set it to ramp with a, a wave on that's its right own, you can change the ramp or you can set it so that when you turn the pedal on it ramps up to your settings right so yeah. like say you start with a delay and you turn it on it will ramp up or down depending on how you set it to your delay time mm. so you'll you'll engage the pedal and it'll do this freaky crazy thing where spaceship sounds are happening until it lands onto the settings that you dialed in you nice. can do the same thing that's a nice pun there right that's the, a quality pun what was my pun uh it uh, you make these crazy spaceship sounds while it ramps or until it la- until your until, n- it land, until it lands. I didn't even intend to do it. Like spaceship a, lands. Like the delay thing is an, an extreme example. Do that with a chorus. Like this, yeah. the speed slowly ramps to your setting as you turn it on. Tremolo, it ramps to your speed or depth setting as you turn it on. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot to explore there just with the ramping. But then, of course, you can control those parameters with expression or with the bounce uh, control, which makes it have be con- connected to a waveform. The sky's the limit. If you've ever wanted to feel dizzy and confused and overwhelmed in the best way possible by a pedal, then go get a Chase Bliss pedal. Chase Bliss Audio, it makes pedals more creative than you are. That's my pitch. And take that to the bank. Yep. This episode is also sponsored by D'Addario. This week we're talking about the Universal Strap Locking System. The Universal Strap Locking System is a low-profile strap lock system that is basically designed to work with any strap because you're going to replace your strap pegs, which it comes with the replacement strap pegs. You're going to install this little uh, attachment screw and mount onto your strap, and then you're just going to pop that off and on. It's similar in concept to... uh, products sold by other brands but this is a lot more low profile it doesn't require uh any tools except for a phillips head screwdriver you can finger install the connections onto your strap yeah in literally seconds less than half a minute it'll go on there it's really fast you don't need tools it's finger tightened like once you get the end pins onto your guitar it's just two screws you hit it with a power screwdriver in and out super easy boom you're ready to rock with these things. I'm a big fan. Yeah, go check them out. They're super great. One of these days, Ryan's going to give a little demonstration on well, how to install By the time them. this episode is up, I might have already done it. A boy can dream. Check out the link below for more information on the D'Addario Universal Strap Lock System. This next topic is uh, we're going to talk about some terrible, oh my gosh, terrible slogans. Uh, this one was sent to us. Uh, by a listener, uh, Michael Freer. This is an ad that he found from uh, for a shirt. Facebook page, Music is My Escape. Yeah. There's all these awful shirts that get marketed at us as guitarists and musicians. And any hobby that you have, really, the internet figures out what you like and they make a shirt for you. This one, the ad says, do you love playing guitar loud? 
You're going to absolutely love this funny t-shirt. Order yours at this link. The shirt is a circle of text around a Strat headstock and says, you would be loud too if I were fingering you. Yikes. Because if I was fingering you, you would be screaming, stop. Please stop. What's the name help. of the store? Someone help Music me. Is Music is my escape is what it says. And now that I've looked at it, it's going to put me on a list. This is like on the on the level of like the whole. Um, I, I can't even. Let me see the logo on that. No, the top logo. Oh, weird. Yeah, I've, yeah. It's hard to tell. Um, it is. This is like uh, it's silence. Is this the right one? What is this it like, weird? Steve? This is like the whole like oh a woman who appears in before a judge oh yeah and you know killed her husband with a guitar and oh is this your is it, are you a first time offend first time offender no first to Gibson then offender right right <laughs> they must not exist or they changed their uh their photo their avatar yeah, photo yeah but this is gross. But can we come up with anything grosser? <laughs> There's definitely got to be something grosser. I feel like anything that's like... I mean, most guitar shirts are just bad because they're like, oh, that's what like a family member would buy me for my birthday because they yeah. don't know what else to get me. And it's just like, oh, top 10 Classic rock guitars. And it just shows you like guitars that have their headstocks mangled for copyright reasons. Right, right. <laughs> but this is like very aggressive, very sexual. And it's like, who's actually reading this shirt and getting a kick out of it? You know, I think there's like an plenty, unfortunately, like well, I, I think, think the there person- are like plenty of people who are going to see this and be like, Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Well, I think, like, like the person buying it thinks it's funny. But most people who stand there and take the time to read it while they're seeing someone wearing it is going to be completely put off by that. Yeah. Did you know that they still make uh, Big Johnson shirts? Big Johnson? Do you remember Big Johnson shirts? You don't remember Big Johnson? I feel like I That might be a thing that's just like a couple years too old for you. Like, it seems familiar, but I'm not. Also, okay, so the guitar one is actually a riff on another one. I found another one where it's like a guy, it's a motorcycle shirt. It says, you would be, you'd be this loud if I was riding you. Oh, sure. Like, like, you know, like, ah, great. Awesome. Here, Big Johnson's Pool Hall. Pull out your stick and get felt on your balls. Jeez. And they always feature this wimpy looking little guy. Right. With of the, course. With the implication that this little guy's just got a big old winger. And then, then there's always like sexy cartoon ladies like hanging all over him. Always. I got to admit though, high quality art on this big Johnson t-shirt line. Like some of these, I just like, they're just, they're just like... I don't know. They seem. I found one that is drummers hit it harder, bassists do it deeper, singers do it louder, and guitarists finger faster. And I'm just like, 
Let's make a shirt and sell it through our Teespring that just says, I play guitar good at sex. <laughs> I play guitar, I can sex? Something like that? I don't, I just, I can't. You know, like I am, I am fast music boy. Will intercourse you? <laughs> what? <laughs> now it just sounds kind of like racist. Um, it's like turning into this weird broken English thing. Well, what? Well, uh, so like, there's all these like all these like uh, you know weird. Oh yeah. Show her the, and it's like, oh yeah, show her the, and it's like the chord shape for the D, and it's like, oh yeah, like the old D chord. She wants, she wants the D chicks chord. love when you pull out the the D chord. the D chord. Like, They'd probably prefer it if you focused on the C chord. Do you think what is because it's a more elegant sounding chord? Do you think what do you think is worse? Uh, musician slogans that imply that she wants the D chord. Or the incessant, constant jokes about like, huh, huh, plucking my G string, huh, oh, oh my bro- gosh, G string, I don't even tune that string to G anymore just to avoid the jokes. I mean, I think this all falls under like hashtag twenty new memes. We're like, it really we, does. Maybe like, that's we what want, it is. But they we, weren't good in twenty eighteen either. But here's the thing: we want new jokes because you couldn't possibly make more of these bad old jokes. Like these old jokes, you've already the the catalog is full. There's no way to make more bad, awful jokes like this because they've already all been done. If you make up a new joke, it's probably going to be better than these. They're all everything's better. Every it's got to be better. It's all better. It couldn't be worse. Guys, in the comment section or on Facebook or wherever, suggest an awful T-shirt. Yeah. Maybe I'll make it happen. Like the worst shirt slogan ever for guitars. I play guitar. Does that make you wet? Are you sexually aroused by my guitar playing? Look at the... It could be like super long and awkward. Yeah. Look at the... Look at the length of my D... String? (laughs) D-string? You know what they say about bassists? They've got a long D-string and a longer G-string. If they have a four-in-line headstock. If they have a four-by-four headstock, then they've got a longer D-string than G-string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an entire shirt right there. Explaining the length of D and G-strings. So if you want a long D, you want that P bass headstock. There's probably a bunch of like sl- bass slap jokes that are also not just gross but also violent. Right. I hate this topic. <laughs> it's a really bad topic. I thought I was going to be able to come up with something genuinely funny. No, we've never we've never done that. All right, this next ad was sent by Lyle Chastain. Not just the next, the uh, last. The last ad is sent by Lyle Chastain. Um, these, this is two Bud Light guitars located on the same Facebook marketplace 
these are different photos, which is to say that these are different like sellers both S- selling the same the guitar. same Bud Light guitar. You know where these came from, right? Like it's it's obvious they came from Bud Light. Right, but it's like how you get the, like these are giveaway guitars. Right, right. They're like from like, like a carnival or a promotional yeah. prize. Like they were doing like a thing at a bar with a radio station or whatever. Yeah, giving these away. So whoever got these at the recent carnival or, or radio station event, they all were just like, "Well, I'm not going to keep this. I'm going to sell it because this is a guitar, and guitars are worth money, right?" Yeah. Apparently, uh, that one person had it listed for two hundred fifty dollars and it didn't sell, so they dropped the price to a hundred and fifty dollars. I Good think it's hilarious them. that the Bud Light logo mm-hmm. features bluish, watery fluid shooting off of it. Yeah, everyone knows Bud Light is a yellowish, watery fluid. Actually, Bud is Bud Light mostly tra- clear. I think they're trying to insinuate that, like, oh, the can is cold, and so it's splashing down in a cold, watery cooler. Or I something think like it's that? just supposed to be um, implying that it's like going to be nice and refreshing. Like, and why is it? Sh- I'd almost buy one of these just because the shape is crazy. I think it's supposed to be shaped like a motorcycle. It is kind of like a teardrop. I think it's supposed to be sh- shaped like a motorcycle gas tank. Ah, I see that. Or it might just be like, oh, just make it whatever shape the logo will fit on. Right. Which is a weird thing to do. They could have flipped it upside down and done a wild V shape, like a Randy Rhodes V with that swoosh. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, they would have to change the logo. They have to be okay. Too much so there's two on. of these available mm-hmm. in the same area, which means you definitely have to buy both of them. Right. What are you going to do with two of these? You can play in stereo. You know, the reason that you buy two of these is so you can tandem canoe down the river. <laughs> you got a canoe. It's a two seater. You don't. It is canoe shaped. You don't have an oar, but these guitars are perfectly oar shaped. Here's my joke. Mm-hmm. Your buddy comes over. You're like, hey, I'm going to have a Bud Light. You want one? And he's like, yeah, I'll have a Bud Light. You go in the kitchen, you come out, and you've got two guitars that say Bud Light on them. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what? That's crazy. And then you throw him the guitar, and you both play uh, Wonderwall together. Maybe you're a big fan of nostalgia, and you're like, you know what, man? Like, I, like you look I'm at each a- other, and you're like, and maybe you're going to be the one that saves me. Because after, after all... all you're, You're my, my wonder wall. Why did that just happen? Because um, you couldn't help yourself. Uh, my thought is maybe you're like a big fan of like nostalgia, particularly in marketing. You're not a fan of the Bud Knight uh, campaign, mm-hmm. you know, dilly dilly and whatnot. Uh, I'm not familiar with that one, but I don't. You haven't also seen do- the current crop of like Bud Light. Well, I know you don't really like watch TV, but. Well, the, I was going to say I don't watch sports ball, and that's where those things usually They show it on all the TVs, but I guess probably mostly... On, even my TV? Probably. I've got Hulu, and they play ads. I've definitely seen these like Bud Light ads on Hulu. They probably just have me figured out with yeah, the analytics. Um, they know anyway, that if I saw a sports ball, I would throw something at my TV. Yeah, what I'm saying saying is the current slogan is kind of whatever... But Budweiser did have an old slogan that was, this Bud's for you. Mm. You've got two two of these guitars. Your guitarist buddy comes over and is like, why do you have two of the same guitar? And you pull one off it and you hand it to me and say, because this Bud's for you. This Bud's for you. There you go. 
Yeah. Of course, like nowadays... It's like a great way to give someone a guitar that they don't want because this guitar probably freaking sucks. Nowadays in California, when uh, you say this bud's for you and you're handing someone someone something, uh, it's probably going to be a joint. That's probably the slogan of a local no, I, shop. What do they call them? Dispensaries. Dispensary. Um, I think I would... They're called pharmacies, I think Ryan. if these were local... I would be looking at one just for the the funky shape to mm-hmm. refinish it, like to do like a Vox. How much would you thing. be willing to pay though? Not one hundred and fifty dollars. One of these is listed as one hundred and fifty down from two hundred and fifty. I think my limit is sixty bucks. Really, that low? That low? There's no way this is a good guitar. I mean, look at the. I mean, you can tell in these like. 10 pixel photos that is the, yeah, cheapest, yeah. the cheapest version of a strap bridge i don't have any the fret axis is garbage on these <laughs> um it looks like the body is wrapped in like a plastic shrink wrap thing to get the logo on there yeah it's got a single humbucker that is mounted in the middle position like this is not going to be a good guitar it is going to need a lot of help i'd be buying it solely to have that body shape right Sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. What about seventy five? No. Okay. And maybe they would I bet they would take a trade for a six pack. Oh my gosh. You'd be of like, how much some bu- other beer. How much Bud Light you want for that Bud Light? They want that natty seltzer that, that people have been talking oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so okay. Yeah. When are we gonna when, start seeing natty seltzer guitars? I'm gonna bring some natty seltzer to your birthday party. Ugh. It's probably not. People have been talking about. Didn't Natty come out? You with, think it's bad? I can't imagine it's, if it. I can't imagine it's bad. Someone was saying that it's either Natty Ice or someone else has like that strawberry lemonade one now, and someone was saying it's good. No, I think that's Natty. That's Natty. Steve, bring it to my birthday. I don't even know where to buy Natty Ice, man. At the Natty Ice Depot. <laughs> For all your Natty Ice needs. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Going to have to check the gas station, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the dumpster behind the gas station is all full of Natty Ice and ice. And there's a party going on back there with hot ladies because it's like an 80s commercial for beer. All right, so this song was sent by Brandon Mullis. He says, hey, guys, I don't know if this is good enough to make the cut. It is because we play it all. We literally don't listen uh, to anything. It was a rough cut from a few years back where me and a buddy just jammed on an idea I had. We were big into Zeppelin and Blink-182 at the time, and I feel like you can kind of hear that in our playing. I used a single cut, double humbucker, Ibanez ART into a Delta Labs TL1 into a Crate 2x12 for the guitar. Anyway, I titled it Walk the Plank. Uh, way back when, and haven't come back to it since. Maybe if you all play it, I'll go back and flush it out more. So thanks, Brandon, for sending this track. Hopefully we can figure out how to get it off of SoundCloud, or you just send us an MP3 file. Please send us an MP3. Steve, email him right I now. I did. I already did. I did. Okay, that email right. has been sent. All right. Enjoy this track. Bye, everybody. Stay grounded. Stay grounded.